This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Gerard Farley. And I'm Neve Kavner. And you're listening to Agony Rants. Well, well, well. The Wanderer has returned. I know. And we didn't talk about it last week. I don't know why we didn't talk about it. You wouldn't let me. We did. I cut it out, Neve. Yeah. You did. And I feel it's important that we share my experience. Neve, yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. This podcast is here to document the life of a Eurovision winner (laughs) and those of us who love her. And (laughs) (laughs) the most minute detail (laughs) can be discussed at length. You say that. That sounds very sarcastic, I feel. Absolutely not sarcastic, Neve. had a fascinating life and we're all here. We had. Just, we, we are, had. Yeah. Pass, pass. <laughs> what are you saying? Is it over? I'll be honest, there's a lot of washing these days. <laughs> Is it over now? It's over. It's, it's not over. over. Neve, <laughs> not you're a... just about to get your third wind. Ah! I thought you said third wind. <laughs> no. There no. wasn't a second win, Neve, and the country has just never recovered. In my head. In my head. 2010, it was a very dark year for the homosexuals. <laughs> After such a positive year in 1993. Absolutely. You're only I recovering. I know, I know. You're it's only recovering. I think it was like a like a, a, a win for me in your head. That's all that matters. Neve, of course it was a win in my head. Oh, thanks. It's never not. Look at this. I'm wearing a purple shirt in tribute to your failing dress. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> the dress you failed in. <laughs> my purple shirt is a tribute to the dress you failed in. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I love about you, girl. You're so uplifting. You're welcome. Anytime, Miss. <laughs> Anytime. Oh, did you see the email we got? Yeah, I, I do think, yeah, you're dead right, Neve. I mean, there's no structure to this show. Let's dive straight in. <laughs> no, Absolutely. 82 sorry episodes about that. in. Sorry about that. I'm just <laughs> overexcited honest, about the it. Falls apart, it's technically a follow-up, but I can't help it. It's it so is, exciting. It is one of the greatest emails that has ever come in to agonyrants.gmail.com ever 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 I mean absolutely loved it from the second I couldn't get over it could you get over it I couldn't get over it and you know what I have to say I have to apologise to this man right because I'm very busy (laughs) (laughs) and stuff comes into the agony rants email box and I go oh I'll get to that I'll definitely get to that I opened it last night at half eleven last night because that's the level of preparation that I do for this show (laughs) And I was astounded. Isn't it fantastic? We asked our adult fans of Lego. We did. If they would consider making Agony Rants Legos. And they really did. And they did. They really did. Actually, mostly it was Neve on stage Legos, but I just, you know. It was. And I'll be honest with you, <laughs> when I saw the garage, you the had first, my first thought was, I don't have a beard. <laughs> and then I realized, actually, I do. <laughs> Well, I really loved the attention to detail because they got me both, you know, in my red outfit for 93 and my purple outfit. This purple, the the dress you lost in. Amazing. We're going to have to post those photographs. They are amazing. I'm going to post them on Instagram as soon as we're finished recording. You know, and that was like uh, Toby was his nephew and Joseph is the man who, you know. So Joseph says it was mainly Toby, but I have a funny feeling that Joseph is invested too. Well, I got to be honest with you. He sent us a photograph of Joseph and Toby and Toby doesn't look old enough to remember you. <laughs> no, he doesn't remember me at all. <laughs> and I don't think he's got the thumbs yet to go to YouTube to find you. You have a very low expectation of children these days. They're on YouTube, like from the age of what? naught. Neve, I have a cat. 
Okay. If you have a cat, yeah. you have a very low expectation of children. I got my cat around the same time one of my nephews was born. Okay. Right? A year later, he's barely walking. Okay. She's like wiping her own bum. We yeah. can leave her for four hours. That's true. A couple of kids ourselves. <laughs> Thank you for the mention on the podcast. I was absolutely delighted. My nephew Toby and I are working on portraying you both in Lego. In fairness, he did the heavy lifting. I did the photos. <laughs> it's me and him in the photo, but you probably guessed that. Keep up the great podcast work. You are both fantastic. These photographs, I can't Joseph, tell you. They're absolutely I amazing. love them. I absolutely love them. I just, it made me so happy. Now, do you know what I will say about Lego men? Oh, okay. They're not flattering. Meaning? I just feel that I'm thinner in real life. <laughs> no, I, well, actually, I looked at that and thought, I've got a very flat stomach there. That's quite nice. <laughs> I just feel I'm boxier. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel if you met me in real life, I'd be daintier. And I don't feel that Joseph and Toby captured that. <laughs> but that's not to say I don't appreciate the gesture. No, but listen, take it this way, Grode, right? Think about it this way. It's like when people meet me in the flesh, they kind of go, oh, gosh, you're, you're much smaller than I thought. Because they all think I'm tall on TV, right? Because TV's small. And <laughs> not, she, did nine, she did the second Eurovision on a box. I did, to be fair. I did. But, you know, I'm I'm average height. But, you know, people don't think of me. You're not average height. I am. I'm five foot four. That's average for a woman. Maeve, no, you're, no, you're below average height-wise. You're <gasps> above average in everything else, but height-wise, you're... I'd say you're about two inches from being able to get a special <gasps> parking space. <laughs> oh, my gosh! I never knew that. I thought five four I was know, kind of fairly small. average. I, well, I am when I don't have my heels on. I'm, I'm, I'm not, but no, people are. are surprised. And it's also, it's... I think the <laughs> other side of it is that you're... What you lack in height and stature, you make up for in Be volume. very careful here now. In volume. Yeah. Okay. Vocal volume. <laughs> <laughs> I meant loudness. That was very insulting. Projection. The Projection. Projection. Projection is a better word. That's it. Volume implies a hell of a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> I just meant loud. Um, and so tell us Camino Camino was amazing um, I did about 120 kilometres this time it was very moderate this time um, so but we're, we're about to move over into Spain now we've done literally from Lisbon up to the tip of Portugal Camina so we're about to go over into the Spanish border the next trip we're actually going to finish it out into Santiago which is about 150 160 kilometres left so um, we'll do that all in one trip which means I'll stay a little bit longer I'm not going to lie Nice I know I got a blister though Oh where? Uh, Anywhere you can tell (laughs) (laughs) I got a blister on my foot Okay Grode you know but it's in a very awkward place it's on my back heel you know, kind of slightly to the side. So whatever you're wearing for the first couple of days when I came home, it was hard to put my foot down, the heel down. And oh. uh, and it was but it was OK. And but then I had still had to go places. I mean, I was gigging the next night when I got home. I had to go into a pair of boots and look at rock and roll, which was interesting. So, um, yeah. But actually, the hardest bit is, you know, we did 120 kilometers on the actual Camino and then we flew Ryanair in to Porto and back so we actually probably did closer to 150 kilometres by the time you walk to and from the plane yeah. on Ryanair that's yeah, some fair like, enough. that's some walk like I mean if you're flying Ryanair you essentially are you know walking to the venue taking a rough journey for spiritual reasons yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like do you feel a lot better like, yeah I do I feel great after the walk right one because it's over and the other because it's just 
I reset myself when I do it because there's nothing else I'm doing on that day. Well, it used to be. Obviously, this time I had to do my video a day, right? But, you know, but I absolutely and utterly love the way it resets me. It just reignites something in me. And I just come away thinking life is much simpler than I'm making it, you know, because you tend to complicate things over time. And sometimes you need to clear out the room to really see what the room is. So what she's saying is she's come back very zen. Very zen. I mean, you know. I think you would say that I would be occasionally kind of quite zen about things, you know, but it's just, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd love to be zen. I was only thinking about that recently. You'll never be zen. No, I don't Bro, think It's so. not your makeup. I genuinely don't think so. I think it's going to take a severe bang on the head. I don't think you want to be zen. Neve, I'd give anything to no, be zen. No, you say that. I If you wanted that to happen, Grode, you would make it happen. By doing what? What was it like? like you see, uh, already, already uh, all the barriers are up. On the outside looking in. Come for a walk with me. I find that very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> what part of that would you find stressful? I mean, the last walk oh, we did. Oh, there people stopping you. The last walk <laughs> we did. Oh yeah, we met lots of people on the Camino this time. Lots of people, randomers. We met. Oh really? We met this guy, this American guy, and he's apparently a director and a producer, but I didn't realise who he was. We were just chatting as we went along. Did you say you won the Eurovision? I think I gave it a good five minutes before that came into the conversation, but no. I admire your restraint. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. (laughs) I did tell him that I was a singer because inevitably people ask you what you do or what you're doing or, you know, where you're from. It starts with where you're from, what you're doing, you know, whatever. So, I mean, you just ask the questions because, you know, just like you do. And um, he was a he was he was a bit reticent to tell us what he was doing because he must have thought we were going to ask. Was he Irish? No, he was from Santa Monica in L.A. Was he indeed? Yeah, I know. Anyway, Should keep in touch. Oh well, no. That's Neve, th- see, this is you're terrible at networking. No, I know. He could have. He could have made. He could. He could have been making. You know, <laughs> I need a singer for my. It could have been Oliver Stone. Listen, is he dead? I gave. <laughs> it wasn't Oliver Stone. It definitely wasn't him. I'd know him. I. I basically, you know, left intrigue behind me. He was. He was. He was. YouTubing me by the time you left us. Anyway, that's all I'm going to no, say. I'd say you were sending them links. <laughs> I will, no, no, no. But it was it was funny because this time you do a little bit more, um, you know, we're meeting more people on this leg of the Camino because this is the bit that people do from Porto to Santiago rather than, you know, from Lisbon. Less people do that. Wow. We hardly met anyone on that one. We also met this lovely fella from Brazil, uh, Lu- uh, Luigi, very lovely fella. Um, he was telling us that, you know, he'd just done a startup company. Apparently everybody got rich involved in that. He wasn't specific about whether he was. Uh, but he bought us nice karma ba- bracelets, which I wore for the whole trip. Then he's rich. Uh, yeah. It was uh, a, what's a karma bracelet? No, it was a bit of string, basically. <laughs> you know those ones. What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was lovely. We met lots of lovely people and we met a lovely girl from Canada. You know, we met some great people and we'd be chatting away and then, then you have that awkward thing right because you meet them maybe at the beginning of a walk or somewhere yeah, and then because you walk at different levels you pass them by and you go hello Bon Camino and all that sort of stuff oh there you are and make your joke and then you get down the road a bit and then they pass you out because you've stopped for coffee so then they oh 
we need to pass you and then you have to pass them out again or whatever it is. It's like, it's a bit awkward. I'd say you get fierce competitive now in that situation. <laughs> Actually, not as competitive. We need to pass them out. Not as competitive <laughs> as Sarah. Sarah can't cope. You'd be dragged over the finish line. <laughs> Completely dehydrated. <laughs> have to be defibrillated in your hotel room. <laughs> but I passed them. <laughs> I won. No, I don't think Camino, the spirit of Camino is not winning, right? But, you know, it's a little not bit. That's not about the spirit of Camino, Neve. No, you but can, we... You can put the girl in the Camino, but the Eurovision winner, you have to drag that out of her. I know, it's true. We did have this section, right, where we were going up this hill, right? And halfway up the hill, we kind of stopped. We'd passed out these two women, older women than us, right? And that's saying something. So you but gave anyway, them a kick in the back of the we, knee. <laughs> they were slowly making their way up the hill, but we kind of stopped halfway up. And because it was a lovely water kind of area, they have these little areas where you can go in and uh, wash your feet and do all that. We didn't do that, but I'm just saying it's like like a nice, cool place. And we were walking up the hill and they passed us out, obviously. And then we came back up and passed them again because because and they kept going oh slow and steady slow and steady of course they, they said were, that yeah but we won anyway so right. give them the finger <laughs> we, beat, we beat them up the hill and catch us catch me granny <laughs> <laughs> it was a section we couldn't get past them it was terrible <laughs> Not the was work. that because they're in the way yeah yeah it was quite difficult to I'd be very zen be, I'd say you were I'd <laughs> say the elbows out name. <laughs> Yeah. So um, anyway, yes. And you're going, are you going to Eurovision? I'm not going to She's Eurovision. Going. I'm Jeff going Wright. to be doing, I have another job you to do. Sit right at home. Everybody asks me every year, are you going to, and they all assume I'm going well, to Liverpool. I thought that it was a hop, skip and a jump. I have a job here to do for Eurovision. <gasps> you do? Neve is, have we talked about, it? I don't think we have, but anyway. Anyway. I'm Neve, announcing the votes. She's announcing the votes. For She'll Ireland. She'll be giving the dues poire for Ireland. That'd be me. So, uh, have you decided now, what's the plan? Have you got a goon? Oh, I don't know yet. You know me. I'll decide what to wear on the day. <laughs> exactly. I may visit the, like, the wardrobe so the department in RTE. Joe, what? I did that on purpose. <laughs> this sick of <laughs> I've accidentally just thrown a glass of water over Neil Cavanagh. <laughs> Attention Agony Rants listeners, I am on tour at the moment. Thank you so much if you've come to see me because I swear to God, I have had a ball. The people in Drogheda and Letterkenny last week were just out of this world. So thank you so much. The tour continues and this month I will be in the Stand Comedy Club on the 18th of May. That is in Edinburgh. And then in Derry, I'm at the Playhouse on the 20th. If you are in the Spirit Store in Dundalk, I will be back there on the 25th. I had a show there uh, earlier on in the tour and it was just one of my favourites so far, so I cannot wait for that. There's a couple of tickets left for that. Seas Church in Ballycotton is sold out on the 26th of May. And then in June, uh, I'll be taking a break for a little while um, because I'm absolutely exhausted. So I will be... My last show will be in the Stand Comedy Club in Glasgow on the 8th of June. So if you're around, come and see me. The tour continues in September and I'll be in places like Carlo Kilkenny of Vicar Street on the 16th of September. Monaghan, back in Limerick for, uh, I think it's my fourth show in Limerick. And they've all been so amazing. Um, so that's on the 29th of September. And then Source Arts Centre in Thurles on the 7th of October. I'll be in Brighton at Comedia. And I'll be back in Cork on the 20th of October at the Everyman, which again, yeah, that was fab. But that was my first big show of the tour, so I'm down to go back there. The tour is going to continue until the end of January, so there'll be more dates announced soon. 
And thank you so much to the people that are coming because we are having a ball. Let you know what happened there. <laughs> Neve was bragging about hosts about the Eurovision. <laughs> Neve was bragging about giving out the Eurovision results. And Garo decided to take me down a peg by dousing me with water. I did. I threw a glass of water. Over. <laughs> <laughs> Episode eighty-one. It's been coming. <laughs> <laughs> this is a measure of our friendship. I'm just going to say that now. Um, so tell us now. What's the so here's what's how, the vibe. Do you, are, are you giving out all of the results? Oh or? no, no. You see, nowadays it's all very, you know, because of the length of time the show takes, they decide basically that you literally only give out the twelve, <laughs> because a lot of them go on and they waffle. You know, they go on. Hi, it's a lovely show. Yeah, well, now, you know, I'll tell you what you do. If you're only getting one shot, if it's a one and done, okay, right, yeah, you go on and send twelve points. It's live growth from the Ir- from the Irish jury goes to. Agony rants. <gasps> no, it doesn't work that way. Neve, I think you should get a plug in. Well, I'm here. I'm here. Hold up a QR code <laughs> so they can scan the telly and What kind of plugs are you talking about? I mean, no, I should just wear a t shirt. As soon as I haven't a t shirt with agony, agony rants. rants Not like you and me on the, like one on each boob. <laughs> That'd be the way forward. <laughs> If we if we position the heads right, they'll be very prominent. Neve, look, every opportunity is a PR opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I know. No. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Stop now, right? I think that'd be great. <sighs> yeah, it's not happening. Can I do it? <laughs> no. Would they, would they let, but like, just stand in the background and I just tell agonyrants at gmail.com Got a problem? <laughs> no, it's not a thing. Oh yeah, you could be behind me. You could just be the wallpaper behind me. You know the way people, you know, if they're doing a Zoom thing and they put different backgrounds behind them. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You could have you pretending that you're in the background, like police squad. And you'd go into the studio, do you? Oh, listen, you have no idea. You practice for two days to do that. <laughs> they have you in the studio for two days. You have to make an appearance. They, ha- You have to be there for two days. So what, what, like, so you're in the first day to rehearse it? Well, it's not really rehearsal. What it is, is they come to you to say, hello, Ireland, this is such and such calling. They do it on each... You know the dress rehearsals that they do? You know the way oh, they do yeah, all the... Oh, yeah, they di- do like... Is it like six dress rehearsals or something? They Four. 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 Well, three dress rehearsals on the show. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, you have to be... So, in, you've got to do the results for all of them. And you have to be dressed. And in the rehearsals, <laughs> do you give your points that, um, that you're going to give? You, no, you give... No, because how do you know what points you're going to give? You have a fair idea, Nave. No. Sh- you've watched the show four times. Sh- sh- don't say that. Shy, 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 shy. They course. usually tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Neve, we have some follow-ups. <gasps> tell me the follow-ups. Well, we already talked about Joseph. and We already talked about Joseph. I know, I'm sorry. Uh, at the start. I couldn't help myself. Um, we also had a follow-up from uh, Connor. Oh, who, Connor, uh, who likes the washing. Who likes the washing. He also said he understands the tap washing too. Oh. And also that girl from last week should get her bathroom done while she's away. <gasps> Did this before and it was the best thing. Oh, okay. That's the girl who wanted to travel. Didn't know whether she'd travel or get her bathroom done. Yeah. Oh. Connor's playing both sides there now, isn't he? He's he is trying playing to blame both sides. a little bit of favoritism going on there. I thought he um, liked me the best. And I do think again it is worth saying, Joseph, in case we didn't that we've had a chaotic start to the podcast. Oh Joseph. But we 
adored the Lego. The Lego was incredible. We're going to post, post it. Them. We're going to post it. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, Neve, we have a problem. <gasps> Tell me the problem. Now, we've got some, the, the mailbox has gone mad. We've got a lot of problems in. I think yeah. we need to institute a, like some sort of a page count here. Because... <laughs> Like Twitter, get a, there is a like a lot. character account. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this one isn't so bad, but we have another one coming up, and my God. It's, yeah. um, hi, Neven Garode. Hope you are great. I have been a phone, foam finger number one fan of the podcast since day dot. Love it and love you both. Woohoo! Whoop! Love it! I had to explain foam finger number one fan to Neve earlier on. He did, really. Like, What's a foam finger? She thought it was something filthy. But anyway. <laughs> Different no, generation. I did not. Different generation. I was just... I'm in desperate need of advice as recently I have had a falling out with a close friend and I really don't know where to go from here. Oh, that's it. always sad, isn't it? To give some context, there is nine of us in a group from school and everyone else, bar myself, has fallen out with this girl. Let's call her Joan. <laughs> all the others, including myself, meet regularly when we are all home and have drinks and such a laugh. Do you think the others call her something different? I imagine <laughs> There is no drama and I genuinely am blessed to have such a great group of gals around me. We are all 28 and 27. Lovely. The problem is that Joan always likes to gravitate attention back to herself and I've seen this over the last few times we have met up one on one, firsthand. I have always gave the, her the benefit of the doubt and tried to make the friendship work and even visited multiple times when she lived in the UK. Mm-hmm. But the last two times I was there, she started arguments with me drunk and gaslighted me into thinking that it was my fault. So I apologised, stupidly. Joan likes to make up stories and fabricate facts. And despite being warned in the past, I've always stuck by. A few weeks ago, she visited me in Dublin and my other great friend from a different group was with us and she started... I apologised and then asked my other friend, was I in the wrong? Which, to which he delicately said, I wasn't. So I stood up for myself and made clear that I didn't cause anything and retracted my apology. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We we agreed to squash it for the night and then they both stayed in my house that (laughs) night and the following day, my friend dropped her to the airport and we haven't spoken since. That weekend, I went above and beyond to accommodate her. She'd recently been going through family problems, so I really wanted to make the weekend a great one. But we haven't spoken since, and I feel like if I am the one to text first, it will be spun as me trying to start an argument, as inevitably, this is what it will come to. I am truly upset by this, and over the past four weeks, all I can think about is her. She will go travelling in the next few weeks. Do I wish her well? We've had great times together, but I really have seen and believed that her outlook on life no longer aligns with mine and she, as she is very self-centered. After typing this, I feel silly sending this in, but it's something I've been struggling with as I've never fallen out with someone so close. I wear my heart in my sleeve and I feel things so, so deeply. Am I a fool for not seeing the true colours sooner? GFNNK, please be real and direct. No doubt you won't be Gerard. lol. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Page two <laughs> of this tomb. Yeah, but he knows you. He takes a swing. <laughs> Go on. I would love and appreciate your take on this. From the bottom of my heart, you're about diamonds and I haven't words to describe the light on my face and the uplift you both bring to my Mondays. Love you lots, Jason. Not my real name. No, oh, Jason, Jason, Jason. Oh, Jason. First of all, thank you. 
for all that love, you know. Yeah, it's always nice to get a bit of a love it bomb. Is. Even if there is, you know, an absolute slap in the face at the, end of the second last paragraph. <laughs> no, he was, he just, he knows no, you. He knows, me, he knows he you. Of course, of course he, he knows you're going to be very measured in your response here. As always, Neve. Look. Come on then, bring it on. I think, this is my take on friendships. Okay, go on then. Right? Firstly, I think. Be very careful here. He's getting caught up. <laughs> <laughs> in the nitty gritty of the administration of a friendship. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, if you've had a fallen out, I, I really, I. It's one thing I've learned. It is the thing that you, you obsess over for years and years. Should I text first? Should I? It doesn't matter. <gasps> it doesn't who really matter. Text first. It doesn't matter. It absolutely doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. And people say it matters, but it genuinely doesn't. If something gets resolved. It gets resolved. Yeah, but do you not think, right, some people obsess about the first text, you know, and like I get I get it all the time. There's some friends of mine who are obsessed with you haven't been in touch. And you know what I'm like, right? I'm delighted to hear from anybody at any time, but I'm a bit wick at, you know, being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so the thing is, you you can't be that way about it. The The first text is not the thing. And I don't think the first text is the issue here. But anyway, go on. Well, I, I think in relationships, I don't think texting, uh, you know, like one of my best friends in the world, the worst texter. <laughs> uh, like when I say, like, you could reply, like you get a reply four days later. Or oh, something. okay. Is this and, me? And, no. and, but, all, but always very apologetic. <laughs> and I was like, don't be like, do not apologize. Like, Just, if I'm not a priority in your our life. Friendship, <laughs> <laughs> like our friendship is not hanging in the balance because you didn't reply to a text. I know, I know. and but, but some people do feel that they that it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel you're right. You are, you're not aligned. Your friend, she loves the drama. She does. And the thing about it is that drama is not about what the drama is about on the day. It's no. not because you're arguing. It's not because you did something. No, it's not to There's do with you. There's something else going on. Maybe... <laughs> You know, like, I mean, one of my friends, uh, I don't think I've ever fallen out with him in my whole life. Right. And we fell out when he <gasps> moved. He lived in London for a few years and we fell out. Okay. But we really fell out. Like we, we like had proper. a proper argument. <gasps> and I, I can't remember. What that was. What that, like, I can't remember a time in my life when I had an argument with him. But it wasn't, it was just the fact that I was, I think we were just annoyed at each other because oh, were you just we weren't seeing each other. No, we weren't at all. And we became, we're, we're like... We we patched it up, but it, but it was the and biggest argument. It, and can not, either had. of you remember what that I was? Even, it was something. It was very trivial. Yeah, like very trivial. It, yeah, um, it's probably coming from the hurt of the fact that he was it going is away. Hurt, and it's yeah. it's also maybe if all of the other people in this group have dropped her, <laughs> well, no. maybe she feels like well, yeah, she's waiting for the other shoe to drop here. Yeah, and it could be that she's trying to force this. There are people who love the drama. Oh, yeah, they do. They always need it. What's that great phrase? Uh, they love the calm, but they need the storm. Oh, my God. That's good, isn't oh, it? my God. That's, that's going good. on the pillow. Yeah. <laughs> Neil Delamar told me that phrase. Oh, right. But I, and I think that what's going on there is. <laughs> I doubt he made that up. <laughs> that sounds like it came out of an Oprah book or something. It does. Say, it does. Say, <laughs> I'm, I'm not taking sounds, it away from it Neil, does, yeah. but I, I, you know, I'm sure Neil is wise beyond his words, but that's definitely a well thought out phrase it's, it's, that's it's been a nicked. Fra- it's a phrase that was probably in the front of a card. <laughs> with a, with a, like, I apologise. 
and clouds in the background, then I love the calm, but I need the storm. <laughs> and, and I think if your friend's going travelling, send her a text and wish her well. Yeah. If, if she's creating the drama, yeah. you can choose not to get into it. You don't have and to invest. And I know invest. it's hard when somebody is kind of, you know, kicking starting, off in the corner. Yeah, kicking off or starting a row with you. But <laughs> I, but I, as I always say, and this is this is another great phrase. Come on then, yo, on it's all coming today. out today. <laughs> if you bat the ball, you're playing the game. Oh my gosh, that's another one. God, this, this pillow's going to be the size I'm of me. I'm telling you, because... Like, if you're getting into this game of who's texting first... You're, you're already you're, in the game. You're yeah. adding oxygen to this. You're definitely feeding the drama. Yeah. There's no so doubt about like it. So you're just first. If she goes on about the things you did or whatever, just say, I'm not getting into this. Have a great trip. Yeah. I'll I just want to... Yeah. Back. See you when you get back. I, I'll be honest with you. You know, this is a very Mary Kondo moment. You know, does she spark joy? And if she doesn't, you have to really look at the friendship here. Is it a friendship or is it you tending to something just to hold on to something that doesn't really exist anymore? Right. And if she values it, she will find her way back to you. So don't be worrying about that. You know, also the the other thing about friendship is one of my friends, we would write in a project together. Yeah. And we'd be together every day Mm -hmm. for months. Yeah. Absolute months. And then it ends and I will not see her for I think that's true of a lot of people in Four their months. industry. And, and, and that's just yeah. the way that, but the, but adore her. Yeah. And every time I see her, we have, uh, every time we're together, we have a ball. Yeah. But then literally they go away and that's it. And maybe that's the sort of friendship you have. Maybe like, and sometimes that happens in your 20s because you're going from situations like school and college where you are around somebody every day. All the time. And then yeah. all of a sudden you're, you're not. not. And yeah. everything changes a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's really important to recognise that some friendships are with you for the period of time that they need to be. And yeah. hold, holding on to it isn't necessarily the answer. It doesn't help you or the other person. And also, it's not a, oh, if I'm not holding on to this, I have to cut it. Like, th- there's no, like, it's not ha- it's not a HR department. No. Like, you're, it's not like you have to, you know. <laughs> Let them go. <laughs> Let them go and pay them a redundancy. It's it's literally like you're just not seeing this person as much. Yeah. You're just, just moving them back a little bit. Plus, the other thing is that you probably don't have as much in common. No, I mean, I think definitely in a situation where it's a group that the group has fallen away and those yeah. groups, they do fall away. Ah, they do. And do you know what I will say as well? This is my criteria for friendship, right? Okay. My I'm criteria take notes here. is always, Sorry. it's not about what you get from the other person. No, it's what you want to give. It's what you give. Yeah. Because if, you, and if you're like, I'm happy to give, 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 give to this person. Mm-hmm. And if you're happy to do that, that's absolutely fine. It doesn't yeah. matter what they're taking. Yeah. Or it's, are you happy to give? Yeah. You well, you can't give something without realizing that it may not be accepted. Yeah, completely. You, it, and, and 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 if your friendship reaches a point where you're like, I'm giving too much here. Yeah. Then then that's when you reassess. But I don't. I. I, I what I wouldn't do. What would you not do? I wouldn't put up with the shit. No, no. I I think toddler. When it, it comes to this kind is, of relationship, yeah. because what happens is the drama is comes from toddler hysterics. Yeah. So when my toddlers were doing that, I stepped over them. I didn't encourage that at all. No. So actually, I I use that on adult relationships too. So something's happening that I feel doesn't define us as friends, but basically they like their bit of drama. I just ignore that, and then the next time I see them, I go, "Oh, it's great to see you," you know. And yeah. it's, I'm not ignoring things that happen that are important. I'm not saying that or I'm not acknowledging that person is maybe going through a bit of a time. But I, I think you have to reassess how important this, like you've spent four weeks thinking about this. What about the other eight friends that you have? 
Yes, you need to stop getting involved because if you're getting have involved, have you thought about them gritty. at all? Yeah, <laughs> have you thought about the people who are great in your life? You know, and I also, actually would rather do that. If this is a person who, every time you go for drinks, yeah. she starts arguments with yeah, you. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> well, I would say from now on we're going for coffee. Yeah, because because <laughs> alcohol's still not a friend. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't have to keep putting yourself in this position. No. Um, no, unless you enjoy it. I mean, some people do, you know, but I can't see it. I'd say what's happened is you're focusing too much on the one person who is difficult. And maybe you're worried that they're going to, if something happens to them, you'll feel a bit responsible. But that's not true. The thing is, they're responsible for themselves. You're responsible for you. But keep in touch. There's nothing wrong with yeah. keeping in touch. And if they respond aggressively or if they're not very polite when they come back, it, it doesn't change. You keep it calm. Don't, you don't have to accept it just because they give it to you. I, I say that all the time. Yeah. Right. But it is very true. Just say, have a great time away. I'm thinking about you. I hope everything's okay. That's it. You, If, if, if it's important for you to say that, then you do it for you, not for her. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Send a, send a message. Have a ball. Yeah. Safe travels. Enjoy yourself. Totally. And then and file that under. Whatever comes back. Yeah. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, yeah, it's it's not even any of your business. No, go find your other if friends and goes, have the crack. <laughs> if, if she says thank you very much, then mm. everything's okay. Off she goes. Yeah. If she hits back with a "you did this, 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 and this," oh, ignore. Yeah. Ignore. And do you know what I would say as well? <gasps> I would delete her texts. Oh yeah! Don't keep the conversations. Don't because what happens with those texts are you meet up with somebody else. And then you're like, and look what else she sent me. And then she sent me this. Yeah. And I said, this is like, no, no, no. Delete the logs. Because actually this is her drama, not yours. And I think you want to support. I, I understand the, the concept. You want to fix this, but you can't fix it. So the thing is, because you've not done anything wrong in the first place. You clearly have other great friends. Stop thinking about someone you can't change. Move on, put your energy where it needs to be, Jason. Like, exactly. like adoring us. There you're talking. You know. No matter how much expertise you uh, put into this, I guarantee you, the next time you go out with this girl, the exact same thing will happen. So what to do is I just agree. change the way, change the way it works for you. Don't yeah. give her any oxygen. And you know what? When people don't get oxygen for stuff like this, they get tired. Yeah, if they, they feel, if they feel that they're getting angry and somebody's getting angry with them, well then they feel they're right to be angry because look, you're angry. <laughs> but if somebody's getting angry and you're just like. What's this now? Yeah, I know. I It's definitely the best way they, to discuss it. She'll be a little bit embarrassed. Yeah, she will, because it, they, it takes the wind out of their sails. You only just, yeah. you just don't feed it. You just go, okay. And I'm she in- may be, do you know what? The other, the other, and the other thing as well, right? Mm. Now she does. I mean, she sounds absolutely bananas. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing is, if you put yourself in her position, right? this is somebody who is, the friends are dwindling. At a rate of nuts. Okay, but there's, she has to be looking at herself then. And then she, you know, she's in Dublin. She goes out with one of her friends and he brings his other friend. Maybe she's, like, it, it does. It's she might have felt insecurity. a bit threatened. Yeah, yeah. she might have felt threatened. But, yeah. that's, but that's utterly stupid and it's her problem. Well, the fact that you're still but, meeting her is a big deal, isn't it? Yeah, but I think it's a good it's a good thing to have in the back of your head just to try and understand Yeah, you, the can, you can be too available. Crazy that's coming with you. <laughs> Keep us posted. Yes. You have a lot of other friends, Jason. Why Why so much energy into this one? Maeve. I know. Nail on the head. I know. Maeve, we have another problem. Oh my gosh. Will I read this one? Do indeed. Okay. I'm going to find it first. Okay. I'm going to rob some of your water. Which one did we say? Yeah, I know. I can see. Oh, it was communion. 
it's the one that you basically god freaks it's <laughs> it's you know it's it, you might as well take some of my water seeing as i'm wearing the rest of it okay so <laughs> here's our other problem okay dear g and n oh gosh we're a g and an n we're a gk and an n and no gf J, I don't even know what we are. Anyway. It's going well. Dear GNN, <laughs> love the pod. I'm writing because I think you are the people to help me out. My son is in a Catholic school. That's a good start. We know all about that, don't we? <laughs> and is about to make his communion. Myself and my husband are not religious at all, but we baptised our children so we could get them into the local school. I know it's probably not our greatest decision, but it worked. Our first child has gone through to confirmation and decided that he didn't want to make his confirmation. And we agreed that it was OK. In the end, he changed his mind and made the confirmation. But there was a part of me that didn't feel great about it. I feel that maybe he was just doing it because he felt he should. My youngest son is now following suit and doesn't want to make his communion. I know he's young, but my inclination is to agree we, because we don't go to mass. Um, I don't even consider myself Catholic. I know I should just get it done, um, but there is something niggling at me that I'm being dishonest with my children. I wish I felt better about it. Love to know your thoughts. Love you and Neve. You always make me laugh. Hope to hear from you soon. Caroline. Did you go to a Catholic school? Yeah, I did. Of course, we all did. We all did. Oh, my God. They should burn us to the ground. Back in the day, we weren't even allowed to have boys in our school or nothing. There was all sorts of things. Listen, Caroline. Yeah. There's two things going on here. Okay, go on then. One, classic Catholic guilt. Okay. Yeah, very true. That's what's going on there. Even if you're not practicing, you still have it. You still have it. The guilt is with us for life. You just absolve her from the stones. Yeah. I mean, you sound like a very authentic sort of person. Yeah. And I would say that if you're rearing children, you need to knock that on the head. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing that you have to be able to do with a child is lie. Oh, yeah. I mean, you lie through your teeth from the day they're born. (laughs) There's a lot of, you know, myths involved. Yes, myths. There are boogeymen and... Men boogie, come down boogie or bogey? But bo- is it bogey? <laughs> yeah, bogey men. The boogie men are the ones like who do all the dancing. <laughs> oh yeah, they're class. Yeah. Um, <laughs> firstly, I think, okay, this is a fundamental Irish problem. It is, very much so. In that the, the church is involved in schools and yeah. they shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. I think that should have been knocked in the head. <laughs> when, <laughs> when the little boys were being sent off to the priests but I mean somehow we haven't been able to manage that if this if that happened in Paris they'd have burned every church to the ground every but no, no no the church are involved in Catholic skills here and I have no idea why I absolutely don't understand it so you baptised your child because you wanted to get them into your local school which mm-hmm. was Catholic mm-hmm. that's not on you that's not your problem don't hate the player hate the game <laughs> wow like, but I mean that's what people do they baptise the kids get them into the school because the schools are Catholic I don't think it's I don't outrageous th- it's not unique this problem no this is a problem uh, what is unique about this problem is though the one thing that's unique is that you are genuinely questioning respecting the the Catholic sacraments faith. and confirmation yeah. in the Catholic religion which is very good I mean that's it is good fair play to you yeah but no matter how devout <laughs> a family is to their Catholic religion, when you are making your communion, you are thinking of nothing else <laughs> For the few other bob. than the water cash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
when my nephew made his communion, or was it his confirmation? I can't remember. He made it very clear that he also takes revelation. <laughs> <laughs> so let there let there be no ambiguity about what the communion and the confirmation is to children, right? Okay. I would say, let him make his communion if he if if you if that's something that you want. I don't think you're setting him on a path to being <laughs> a priest, to being a priest, or to being. <laughs> A, a, a devout Catholic life. I mean, I think, I think kids, I think we have to be realistic about kids these days. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I mean, my nephew, he chose not to make his confirmation and he made a non-formation, which was, congratulations, you're an adult. Here's some money. At 12. Well, he pulled out quite late, to be honest with you. <laughs> At 12? Well, I respected him. He just decided, no, because he couldn't commit to no, that's fair Religion. enough. Yeah, and I, I think that's amazing that he was able to think about that. These things, communion, confirmation, they're not I, they're not just about the religious bit. They're about the, you know, it's a little celebration of your kid has reached a certain seven milestone. or eight. Or it's, like, it's a little mm-hmm. milestone. Yeah, And I think that that's just as important as anything else. Yeah, no, th- that is that. Yeah, I get that. And to be honest, nearly all of his class will be making his communion. So you might find... That he'll suddenly go. Actually, he the, he probably. If I know boys, he probably he probably just doesn't do the work that he has to do to make it. <laughs> I know what to do. Like, do oh, you, there's you, a lot. There's a lot. You, you have to learn stuff, and then you have to do your first confession. Which I is, did my first confession. Apparently, had about hundred decibels at the top of the. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> and what was your first confession? I don't know. Well, did I, you I kick think, your sister? I think I threw everyone under the bus. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a lot of you know. I fell out with my sister when I was young. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a lot yeah. of that. and I wouldn't eat my stew. Yeah, I, think was, I know. I think know. confession. I I struggle a little bit with confession. I'm in a mixed marriage. I'm my husband. <laughs> he he basically uh, was came from a Methodist family, although he doesn't believe in God. That's the truth, right? And so he was very clear about that when we met. And um, I have my faith, which you know that's the way it is. And I was reared a Catholic. So we had the we didn't. It wasn't an issue right up until the moment. Of course, then you have children, and then then there's a conversation where my parents are looking at us going when are you getting them baptised when are you get them baptised when are you get them baptised and you know his mother's going ah sure it's lovely isn't it it's a conversation then and so what do you do and in this country we know that most of us end up in the church mainly because our parents are looking at us going why are you not doing that right now the thing is we sent them to an integrated school right okay, okay. Uh, and up north this is a very big deal because you may think it's simpler up there because of the Protestant and Catholic situation. <laughs> it is very fraught. <laughs> so what what happened was we were looking to send them to an integrated school and Paul then thought this was great because his understanding of the integrated school that, that would be no religion in it, right? But actually that's not entirely true. What they do is they teach them their religions but they show they they show them that you know there's no difference you still play with them in the playground that's the whole point of it right so it's okay so what they they have a remit that they have to have so many protestants so many catholic and so many others which is basically of other faiths or whatever so oh right okay and obviously there's not a, and they have to be equal the protestant and catholic they have to be equal the the numbers they have so we we were in a largely Protestant area, so our children got into that because I baptised them in Dublin, let me tell you. They were baptised in Dublin. And they went through the process of communion and confirmation because that was what they did in primary school. And it was important for me that they learn about what faith is. It wasn't important for me that they were particularly Catholic or what 
you know, I just wanted him to understand what faith and religion was about. What it is. Right. Okay. So that's how I was reared. Paul didn't have a major objection. And to be honest, as soon as the money making opportunities disappeared, they seemed a little less invested. <laughs> that's, the, that's the truth. But they understand what faith is. They know what religion is. So it's not this big pretend yeah. thing. I think there's an element of it's very hard to come away from what you were reared with. And Caroline, I don't know what age you are, but, you know, when I was growing up, everybody went to mass. And it was a, it was an absolute shock if you didn't go. I think you're thinking about this more than the average person would. Yeah. And also, don't be too... Like, it's like in that other letter um, yeah. that we had about there being very absolute. Yeah. Like, just because your child makes its communion, you know, I don't think it's a big thing for in two years' time to go... Actually, I, th- I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah, yeah, or, you know, it's not, you're not doing something that's irretrievable. Yeah, but at the same time, I suppose I understand where Caroline's coming from here. She's feeling, you know, that are they falsely investing? And I, I really admire that about you, Caroline. You also don't have to make your communion or your confirmation at any particular age. And I, I think the the one thing that your kids will learn from you mm. about religion is that you respect it. Yeah. So, the, so the, like... That has to be a good thing. That is a good thing. Yeah. That definitely is a good thing. Yeah, the other side of it is as well, if your kid is seven and saying he doesn't want to make his communion and you want him to make his communion, it's like, well, you're making your communion because you're seven. <laughs> like, kids that age should not be able to call the shots. <laughs> I remember, I swear to God, I remember seeing... <laughs> this is one of the times I thought, I'm definitely not good age to be a parent. Okay, go on. I remember seeing a woman in Tesco's. Right? And she had a child in a buggy and the child was facing the shelf. Okay. And she was saying to the child, what do you want? (gasps) (laughs) A child in a buggy was getting asked that question. make a decision. No, no, no. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) No. I I think if you want him to make his communion, make the communion. And the kid will probably go, all right. Mm -hmm. I think don't overthink any of this. No, no, you're you're doing you're doing the right thing. Have honest conversations about your faith or whatever it is that you believe in or not with your children. Let them speak to you. Let them ask the questions. If they decide not to do something, it's no big deal. It is no big deal that he doesn't make his communion. I don't think it's, it's a big no, deal. No, it's not a big deal if he doesn't want to. No, or, or if you don't want him to. Sorry, it's not about what he wants. No, no, it's not about what he wants. Okay, it's about what the parent wants. Ever now, I have to say, I will say this: I looked great on my communion. Did you? What did you wear? I do. Even I look back now at the photograph and go, that was a great outfit. I'd wear that today. What did you wear? It was a two-piece. <gasps> I wore uh, grey. Because you know the way sometimes they're in suits? Uh-huh. No. no. What did I, you I wear? Went, I went for separates. I had a grey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a charcoal grey pair of trousers. Okay. pair of grey slip-on shoes. Okay. And then I had a, a, a velvet jacket that Neve. It was a navy velvet jacket that I'd wear today. Oh, I'd wear that today. Oh, amazing. I looked absolutely great. Do you know what's interesting? My two boys, very different at the communion. First fella, right? First fella was like rock and roll. He had a grandfather shirt, a grey waistcoat and a pair of black kind of skinny trousers. Very rock and roll. That's very rock and roll. Second fella, I got him a gorgeous, very, you know, black suit linen with like a grey trim on it. And he, I had a lovely black tie to go with it, and maybe a grey shirt. You know, something really very oh, yeah, yeah. rock and roll. No, no, he wanted to go for the full waiter look. He had the dicky bow and the white shirt, and he <laughs> he looked amazing. They both looked amazing. Now I have to say, and they were fantastic. Listen, and then you've got presents of rosary beads, and you're like, come on, give me a Kylie tape. I give you a laugh, right? <laughs> my my sister in law, obviously my 
nephew was making his communion and she was the godparent, which is a laugh because she wasn't like of the faith. Anyway, so she was she was the godmother and she said to me, Neve, uh, he's he's making his communion. You know, what should I get him? You know, like a prayer book or rosary beads. I says, listen, I'm just going to be very clear here. Whatever else you want to get him, 100%, but it's all about what's in the envelope. 100%. <laughs> I remember getting a present of rosary beads and I remember we had to do like a decade of the rosary when you went to mass with your rosary beads. So I knocked off a few beads. Did you? I was like, come on, nobody needs 10 Hail Marys. Nah. Not two. I don't have time. <laughs> I'm glad you were so lucky. Time to be messing you around. are so lucky you're not my child. Turn me, ro- turn me rosary beads <laughs> into an ankle bracelet. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly along. Uh, Caroline, I love the way that you're being supportive and open to what your children want. But in the end of the day, you know, you have to be comfortable with what you're doing. If it, It's yeah. not going to kill him if he makes his communion. I wouldn't stress about it. They're going to make their own choices at the end of the day. I think that's the real, Completely. you know, and going through this isn't going to kill them. But, you know, if you're, if you're not comfortable with it, don't. You are not being dishonest with your kids. No. No. She sounds like a fantastic mother. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know. She's a lot of time in her hands to write a letter like this now. <laughs> well, they're practically grown if they're making communion and confirmations. <laughs> um... Yeah, we hope we've helped, Caroline. Uh, yeah, sorry if the, it, we're not trying to be flippant. But no, you we're know, not trying I, to be flippant. But yeah. I, I, I do think that you are. Don't I, worry about you it. Def, this is something that as soon as I read this letter, I thought, oh, she's got in her head about this. Yeah, I know. And you're trying to you're trying to do the right thing. But the simple truth is, just have a a week of Joel. All his mates will be making his communion. He'd be raging. Sure, when we did the communions in the integrated school, all the Protestants were crying because they couldn't make the money. <laughs> You know, they some of them wanted to make their communion as well because they they thought it was a great I mean, thing. It's a fantastic opportunity it is. to capitalize a bike yeah. or <laughs> fund a future project. It's amazing how much money they make now. Hundreds. I mean, it's. I mean, when I shocking. think about it, back in the day, I think I made hundred and twenty pounds for your communion. For my communion, I don't remember what I made for my communion. That's just... an awful lot of money. I made. I remember I made fifty-seven pounds for my confirmation. It's been wonderful to talk to you, Neve. Welcome back. Thank you. What the Camino's loss is our gain. I know, I know, I know. Uh, Agnorance at gmail.com if you want to get in touch. We would love to hear your problems. We would love to hear your stories. Yep. If you would like to become a member of Headstuff Plus, we would appreciate it. Oh, it would mean such a lot We've got a bonus episode coming up soon about Headstuff Plus. We're doing that the next report. Very okay. exciting. I'm, I can't wait. The CEO of Headstuff is coming in. I'm going to have a few words to say. Wow. <gasps> <gasps> Um, we will chat to you then. See you next week. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. 